Welcome, everyone, back to the Roto Sharks NFL podcast. I will be your host, uh, Sizemore, on Twitter. It is Got More Size, play off my last name. And then in the building today, we have Ryan, his Twitter handles underscore RC66 underscore, and he will be the cash game on our, uh, for the Roto Sharks. And then we have Dylan, um, he's our GPP expert. And what is your Twitter handle, Dylan? Dylan six seven four five live one. Perfect. So we're gonna be diving into week seven um here. I know a lot of people are struggling this week in fantasy football with the bye weeks and the injuries, especially me. So obviously we're into the bye weeks. There's heavy buys this week. The first game that we're gonna start uh talking about here, fellas, uh let's get right into it, will be a uh division rivalry. Uh it's gonna be the Cincinnati Bengals. Going into Baltimore Ravens, um, we'll start with Ryan on the Cincinnati Bengals. What are you liking? Yeah, um, I'm liking a lot um, of Jamar Chase. Um, you know, we're seeing consistent targets from him, uh, from Joe Burrow. Obviously, Joe Burrow's favorite target. It's not even a question. Um, and he got priced down this week. He's down to 7500 um, from, I think it was 7700 last week. So, not that much of a discount, but... Um, the targets he's been getting and the touchdowns he's been getting, um, he's not a bad play at all, uh, especially in a game I think it's going to be high scoring. Um, he does draw, I think, um, Ron Humphrey defense, which is a little concerning from previous matchups that he's had. But we've seen him uh, do well against Pittsburgh. Um, their secondary, I don't remember if they were hurt that game, but I think Hayden is back that game. But, yeah, so I don't mind Jamar Chase at 7,500. Very intriguing. Uh, I think a high-scoring game where Bengals are going to have to be throwing the ball. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much it for me from this Bengals team. But I'll let uh, Dylan continue. I mean, y- y- you like Chase, and I like the guy that's going to be throwing the ball to him. I-, I really like Joe Burrow this week. I don't know if you guys know this, but Joe Burrow is actually the number two QB playing against the blitzes. The only guy who does better against the blitz than Joe Burrow is uh, Patrick Mahomes this year. And the Ravens run a very blitz-heavy defense. So, I mean, I think he, uh, I think he's going to have a decent day tomorrow. I think he, in a very high-scoring game, like Ryan said, can light this defense up. And uh I agree. If especially if you play Burrow, Chase is a great play with him. And if you don't play either of them, I don't mind taking shots on Joe Mixon. Seventy two hundred, he's getting he went right back to over twenty touches a game against Detroit after being injured in the Green Bay game. So I mean when you have a guy getting that many touches at seventy two hundred against a subpar run defense I don't mind taking shots on him at all. Actually, as of right now, I think I have Joe Mixon in my GPP lineup. What do you think, Size? Um, it's going to be a division game. I think uh, they're going to come to play defense right now. Um, I forgot to give you guys the over and under right now is sitting at 45 and a half. Um, some have it at 46 and a half, but uh, depending on where you're betting at. And the Baltimore Ravens are favored by six and a half. 
Uh, I think it's going to be a lot closer game than most people think just because it is a division rivalry. I know Baltimore's hurting on defense. I mean, but what, I mean, what's not to love about Joey Burrow? Um, he's, he's a stud. Like you said, I didn't even know he was, uh, number two behind Patrick Mahomes on the blitz. So that's pretty impressive. I mean, you can't look at the box score for last game because obviously against the Detroit Lions, all they had to do was run Joe Mixon. And I mean, Jamar Chase only had the six targets, but again, they didn't need the targets because they was just running a trade down Detroit's throat. So, um, I, I don't know if I'm really in love with any of these plays just because I think it's going to be one of those AFC North games that's just really set on defense. Although, you know, Baltimore's not really great on defense and neither is the Bengals. But I just think because of the division rivalry, the teams know each other well, especially on the Cincinnati side versus the Baltimore. Um, I just think it's going to be really close and really lower scoring game. I was high, like if you're in the Discord, I was high on the other side of the ball. Um, which was Lamar Jackson and um, Rashad Bateman, just because of their price. Um, but I'm not really in love with any of them, to be honest with you, anymore. Uh, just digging more into the slate. Um, what about you, Ryan? Do you like anybody on the Baltimore side? Um, yeah, I like Lamar still. Um, obviously, the Bengals have been a great defense. They're not great, but they've been a decent defense so far this year. Um, but they haven't been great to the quarterback. Um they're allowing the uh, 23rd most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Um, actually, no. Other way around. Other way around, yeah. They're pretty top-notch. Um, they're probably, like, ninth best to quarterbacks so far this year. Um, but I think Lamar, you know, is matchup proof. Uh, he's only 8,400. With the rushing upside, that makes him matchup proof, in my opinion. He's either going to throw the ball a shit ton or he'll run the ball a shit ton. Uh, we saw against the Chargers, they just ran the ball with their seven-year-old veterans, uh, Devonta Freeman and Le'Veon Bell the entire game. Um, but I think this game they're going to have to throw it. We've seen them against a tough Denver defense put up. Uh, I think they ran the ball that game, too, with Latavius Murray, a shit ton in the red zone. Um, but is Latavius going to be out? Um, yeah, yeah I think they're, they're saying uh, Devonta Freeman's most likely going to be the starter. Yeah, so without Latavius Murray, um, I don't think Devonta Freeman and uh, Le'Veon Bell are going to be able to run the ball the entire game. Um, like we saw, Latavius, I think, was played a decent amount of the game last game to the point where they didn't need, you know, to throw with Lamar anymore. They were up by so much. Uh, but I think Lamar is going to have to be throwing the ball on Sunday for sure. Um, and also he'll run the ball. Um, I think he gets a couple rushing touchdowns. Um, I think you see another 30 FanDuel playing game from Lamar on Sunday. Personally, I, I don't mind taking shots on Freeman at 5,700 if Tyson Williams is an active man. If it's just Freeman and Le'Veon Bell back there, I don't mind taking shots on Freeman. But if Tyson is active and they give each running back eight carries again, then I don't want any of them. But I, I do agree, you can definitely play Lamar against the Cincinnati defense. And if you want to pair him with Marquise Brown or Rashad Bateman, I couldn't fault you for it, but you don't need to with Lamar. So, I mean, I, I, I disagree with Sizemore. I think this game is somewhat higher scoring, but I do agree that it's going to be closer than most people think. I don't think Cincinnati is getting enough credit for how good they've been this season. For sure. 
I like Mark Andrews tomorrow or on Sunday too. I just don't like his price upgrade, but um, Cincinnati, you know, their number says they're, you know, 12th best against the tight ends, but they haven't really played a single. I mean, TJ Hawkinson just had a great game against them. He didn't score, but he had good yardage. Um, and the Bengals also really haven't played a good tight end outside of him. Um, they played Tunyon, who sucked all year. Um, and they played Jacksonville with some random. They played Pitt. You never know who their fucking uh, tight end is going to be. Ebron or Freeman, if they played Paul Komet, who's been ass all year. And then they played Chris Herndon in Minnesota well, uh, before Tyler Conklin emerged. So I wouldn't look at the tight end number for uh, uh, Cincinnati. I think Andrews has a pretty good game. He's, uh, he's becoming Lamar's most reliable target. So I don't mind taking shots on him. But I feel like if you're going to be paying up a tight end, you just got to pay the $700 more and uh, get to Kelsey. Yeah, I agree. A- Andrews has been pretty good the past couple of weeks, but I I think 7500 is a little much for him. Sure. Any uh, uh, final thoughts from you guys on this game? No, I think I'm good. Yeah, I, I don't mind. The only thing I wanted to say, sorry, Dylan, for cutting you off. The only thing I wanted to say is if Rashad Bateman gets more than 65% of the snaps, I mean, it was great that he had the six targets. They got him right in for the first game. I could definitely see you playing him for 5300 bucks. Yeah, I agree. I don't mind Bateman at all. I, I think I, I told somebody in our Discord today that uh, I, I could see him becoming Lamar's number one wide receiver by 100%. the end of the season. Oh, I totally agree. But I, I will also say I, I do not betting Cincinnati with the points at all. I don't know if they win straight up, but I do think it's close, and I think six points is a good number for them. Oh, I agree, too. Um, going into Baltimore will be tough, but it is a division game, so I think uh, you'll be safe with the points, I believe. Yeah, Cincinnati's really impressed me this year overall, which is not something I thought I was going to say anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all agreed at the beginning when we did the preview that the, the Bengals would come around. We just didn't know the offense would come around this quick, and we didn't realize, obviously, Jamar Chase was going to be this good this fast. We also all agreed that Cincinnati would probably finish the division in last, and they, they might honestly finish in first. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, they, they could. They got a chance, that's for sure. I think it, it might not saying they finish in first. I think Cleveland's still the best team in the division all around when they get healthy. I think with Landry, Baker, when he comes back healthy, I think with Baker with Landry makes Baker a way better quarterback. Um, I just think overall they're a better team. Baker's not going to be healthy this season. Right. I think they should sit him out a couple more games. They play Pittsburgh next, who isn't very great. Keenum knows the offense. Get Baker healthy. I think they can still win with Case Keenum. But, uh, yeah, get Baker healthy. I like Keenum, but Baker's not – it doesn't matter how many games Baker sits out. He needs surgery on his shoulder. I don't know. I think Baker's still fine with Landry. Even if he doesn't get surgery, he doesn't need to chuck the ball deep. Well, it's uh, – he the injury he has is actually the same thing that was wrong with my shoulder. He has a torn labrum in his non-throwing shoulder, and he uh, fractured something in that shoulder. And uh, coming from experience, that's a very uh, painful injury, especially if you don't get it addressed. And what ends up happening is if he doesn't get it addressed soon enough, his joint will actually deteriorate. 
So I, I wouldn't be surprised that if Baker continues to try to play and do badly, if they just sit him for the season so he can get the surgery he needs. Dr. Dylan, I like it. <laughs> I know, sometimes. All right. So what we'll do is we'll, uh, since, um, you know, uh, Dylan just dissected that injury, let's dissect this next game. It's going to be the Carolina Panthers at uh, the New York Giants. Right now, it is uh, Carolina is actually favored by three, and the over and under on this is a sloppy 42-and-a-half. We'll start with Dylan this time on the Carolina side. What do you like? I mean, what's not to like against this New York Giants defense? They have not been good at all this season. Uh, I don't expect them to be good at any point this season. <laughs> Darnold's had a few ba- few down games, but I don't mind taking shots on Darnold. I don't mind Robbie Anderson or DJ Moore. But I think if I were to play anybody from this game, it would probably be uh, Hubbard. He's gotten priced up a good bit, but I think he gets a very significant increase in touches this week. And uh, against against this Giants defense, I think uh, he makes a lot out of them. I think this is the Sam Darnold week. Oh, it very well could. I like Darnold a lot. We saw him be an absolute fantasy beast at the beginning of the season. Um, and then he's kind of struggled the last couple of games. But I think, you know, going into New York, uh, New York never has home field advantage at MetLife. It's just, it doesn't matter. Any team coming there and put up 80 points. Um, the Giants defense is not good. Um, and Sam Darnold can run the ball. I think the Giants game plan going in is, you know, going to stop Chubba Hubbard. Um, I think that's what they're expecting. So you could see a lot in the red zone, you know, the Sam Darnold read options, like you saw at the beginning of the season. Also, with all the news coming out, you know, saying, oh, Darnold shouldn't be the starter. Darnold, back to being the Jets for him. Darnold sees that. He's, you know, motivated uh, to prove the haters wrong. Um, but one thing I really do like is Butterfingers, Robbie Anderson. We've seen his targets go way up, and they've been consistent the last three weeks. I mean, we saw... He's playing the 87% of snaps. He saw um, 11, 11 targets, 7 targets, and 11. Basically, right there with DJ Moore. And you're getting Rob Anderson for 2,000 less. Um, he did have a lot of drops last week, but Sam Darnold kept throwing them after those drops, including his last target was a touchdown. So, um, you know, if he can catch the ball, I think he's great. I don't think he's going to drop balls again this week. Um, so I don't mind Robbie Anderson all at 5,500. Especially not with Terrace Marshall out. Yeah, for sure. How about you, Sam? Yeah, I'm, I'm right with you guys. Um, I wouldn't mind DJ Moore. Um, I wouldn't mind uh, Robbie Anderson. Uh, Robbie Anderson was actually my only uh, Sizemore sleeper that didn't actually wake the fuck up. So I'm kind of upset about that, but I do like Robbie Anderson. You got to love the fact that he's getting 11 targets, right? Um, Chubba Hubbard obviously is a good play as well, especially if Carolina gets up because the Giants is just flat out. They're not that good. And Carolina's defense is pretty actually, is actually really good. Um, you got the Giants, their, uh, their bottom half, like bottom five, it looks like on against wide receivers this year in fantasy. So, for me, I would save my 2200 uh, instead of going DJ Moore and go down to Robbie Anderson, to be honest. But uh, your guys' take on the Sam Darnold, 
this is why I would throw Sam Darnold in at least one of your lineups because the fact that he's burned so many people and he's been absolute dog shit, no one's going to play that dude. So if he does get 25, 26 Fandle points, um, because he is a capable runner as well, we've seen that. He can definitely run the ball. He can run touchdowns. So if you get him at 1% ownership, which I I think that's a stretch. I don't know if you guys think the same thing. I mean, the way he's been playing, like I think I saw a stat where he like had six or seven turnovers in nine quarters. That's absolutely ridiculous. So you're going to get Sam Darnold at, we'll say, less than 2% ownership. And if he goes off, you're going to be one of the few that benefits from that. Yeah, I like it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I don't like about him. Go ahead. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were touting that uh, Carolina defense. Don't they? Doesn't uh, Gilmore play this week? He, he well, he's back in practice. I don't know. Is he actually going to play? I really didn't look and see if he's going. But if uh, he's if he's playing, I mean, that's. Just, I mean, I'm not taking any Giants receivers because yeah. Carolina's already good. I mean, I think it's more scheme with Carolina. Like they got a good scheme in defense because nobody, even when we did the preview, we never talked about Carolina's defense. Carolina's defense wasn't good last year. You know, we didn't we didn't mention them in the top five or ten, but this year they're definitely up there. Yeah, they they absolutely are. And I mean, if Gilmore does come back healthy, that that just makes them that much better. So if yeah. so, if Gilmore's coming back, what do you like about the Giants, if at all, anything? Yeah. <laughs> the only reason I'm gonna say that is because of his price. Um, we saw him play decently well against the. Uh, you know, Rams defense that was pretty solid all day. Um, he did get a couple touchdowns vultured from him that went to a guy like, I think, what was his name? Um, yeah, he had a touchdown that got taken away from him by Elijah Penny. So I like Devontae Booker this week just because, you know, you need some value, and he's not a bad play at the running back position for the usage he's getting. Um, so I don't mind him <coughs> at all at his price. Um, but one thing I did want to point out with Sam Darnold is the reason that he's not so attractive this week is because he's priced right around a bunch of, like, top options that are, like, right around the same price as him. So that's the only thing that makes him a little less attractive for me. I just wanted to add that in on the Sam Darnold thing. But I'm, I'm, I, I am surprised at how high his price is, but I think that he has the same upside as a lot of those options. Yeah. So I, I don't mind it to get different in GPPs because I, I do think there are better quarterbacks on this slate. But to take a shot on at him in GPPs, uh, I can get behind it. I, I will definitely have at least one lineup with him. Sure. Yeah, anything else to add, size? On the giant side? Yeah. No, I mean, with Stephon Gilmore coming out, I mean, I did like – I did – you know, kind of like um, Daniel Jones, except for the fact, I mean, he's throwing interceptions, but he's still throwing it 51 times. Um, he got Shepard back. Uh, unfortunately for him, and this is why I don't like him, Tony's out. Um, I think Galladay's out too, so, like, his just receiving core is just absolutely trash. So I really don't like anybody from the Giants. So I don't think Shepard might be back next week. He, he is going to be a true game-time decision. Oh, he did play last week. I know he had um, like 14 targets. Yeah, but it seems like uh, his injury was a hamstring. He might have re-aggravated it. 
The Giants just need to go ahead and go for that top three pick. And not to mention, they're, uh, they could legitimately have, if Shepard doesn't play, Slayton, who is trending towards playing, could be their only legitimate wide receiver Sunday because John Ross is questionable. Then you have Dante Pettis, Johnson. You have a bunch of people that you don't want to target. Right. It's just yeah. the Giants are basically a stay away spot. If you if you threw Daniel Jones in a lineup because he's seven K and you just want to be absolutely different, you could do him and Slayton or him and the running back that uh, Ryan was talking about, Devontae Booker. I mean, you could honestly play Jan- Daniel Jones naked and just hope that he is running for his life because he doesn't have wide receivers that can get open. <laughs> That's true. Because I could legitimately see that. I don't. Uh, against this Carolina defense, I mean, he he's probably going to have to run a lot more than he has the past couple of weeks. See a lot more of like what he did against Washington and Atlanta. Oh, 100%. Any other things from this game? No, I don't think so. All right, we'll go to a uh, a juicy one. Here, um, so uh, next one o'clock game is going to be the Washington Football Team versus the Green Bay Packers. Um, right now, it sits at forty-seven and a half over and under, and Green Bay is a heavy favorite at uh, minus eight. Uh, we'll start with you, Ryan. What do you like about the uh, the football team besides their emails? That's a funny, funny thing. Uh, but I don't like much. Um, this Packers defense, even without Jair Alexander, hasn't been that bad. Um, you know, so I don't know. I don't like much. Tyler Heineke really sucked last week in a very good matchup. It's probably his best matchup the entire year. Um, you guys just sleep on my Chiefs. That's all it is. I mean, his price is down. It was a terrible matchup for Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Chiefs defense um, is elite. It is. Um, but Heineke's really sucked these last couple of weeks. He's looking, you know, back to his old self. Um We've really only seen him do good against New York and surprisingly Buffalo. Don't know how in Atlanta. So um Packers defense is solid. Well, you're Pittsburgh's playing Atlanta. Best game was against Buffalo too, so it must be something about that. Yeah, so you're playing at Atlanta. Um or not Atlanta, at Lambeau. Um there's not much to like. I love JD McKissick coming in the league, but of course Antonio Gibson has to put on his Iron Man suit and play. Um He's likely to play because he's just, you know, the coaching staff loves him for some reason. So whatever Gibson says goes, even though he shouldn't be playing because he gets four new four new injuries every week. Um, so I don't know. I don't like any luck in this team. I don't like Scary Terry. Um, Heineke hasn't thrown, hasn't thrown many deep balls the last couple of weeks. I don't know why. Um, really, the one was to Ricky Seals Jones, which is probably the only guy I play from this team. I love Jaden McKissick, but you know Gibson likely to play. That takes him way down in value. Um, so it's probably just Ricky Seals Jones or bust for me from this team. I agree to an extent with McKissick, but at fifty seven hundred, I think you can take shots on him in GPPs. Just because I, I could very much see Gibson going out there to play and then coming out within the first couple of drives because he has a, a fractured shin. And it's obviously it seems like it's getting worse as he plays more. 
I don't know why a team that is very obviously not vying for much would keep playing a guy like Gibson when he's hurt and not either allow him to heal or get surgery or whatever he needs. Yeah. But I mean, I, I could see it being very similar to last week where he comes out very soon into the game. But outside of that, I agree. I, I don't, I don't want any parts of Washington. Their, their offense and team in general is just in complete dysfunction. Well, I, uh, I guess uh, this will be the one where we all disagree. So, I mean, you two will be on a different fence than I will. So, um, I, I do like your take, though, Dylan, on JD McKissick. But I'll add to it. I think Green Bay will be beating them. And I think once they go up by, you know, two touchdowns or whatever, and Gibson's still hurting, I think they'll take them out because obviously they're going to have to focus on the pass. And what does J.D. McKissick do? He catches balls. So anytime you can get a uh, running back and to catch some balls, you get those points, which is going to help you, especially at that price. And if J.D. McKissick does become the guy, Antonio Gibson comes out, his price becomes phenomenal because he's going to get those targets out of the backfield as well. And he'll get a lot of those, uh, what I call garbage time points, which, uh, we all like, especially coming from, uh, our value place when they're down so bad and they're just catching a little bit screen plays here and there. But at 6,900, I would take a shot at Taylor Heineke just because of the fact that Green Bay has not been great against quarterbacks this year. And, uh, I would pair him up with Harry Terry only in GPP plays. Because Heineke was, I mean, he was all right at the beginning. He just had a tough couple spots. So if we're going to get on Sam Darnold, I know, don't don't bash me, because I know Sam Darnold's a much better quarterback than Taylor Heineke by far. But if we're going to bash um, Darnold for being bad for the last couple games, but we still have trust in him, I think at $6,900, $800 less than Sam Darnold, I think you could definitely take a shot on him and Scary Terry in this ballgame. Especially with the, I mean, the point spread's negative eight. I think Green Bay beats about more than that. You can't compare so you the two. I'm sorry. I'll bash you all I want. You can. Well, scary Terry, scary Terry is, in my opinion, on the either on the same level or better than DJ Moore. Oh, for sure. But I'm talking about quarterback play. I mean, first of all, you got scary or not scary Terry, Terry McLaurin going in to Lambeau. To a defense that's been pretty solid, held Joe Burrow probably to his worst game of the season so far. And then you got not only that, but him coming off his worst game against the Chiefs in a game he was down a shit ton. Um, in a game where Gibson didn't play a lot. Same kind of thing we're talking about right now. Um, and also Darnold runs the football a lot more than Heineke does. Um, and he's playing the Giants, who absolutely suck. And not only that, they're playing at MetLife, and it's, there's just no home field advantage because the Giants have zero fans. So um, you just can't compare the two. And I'm sorry, but in just every aspect, you cannot compare the two. I think Taylor Honeke has a fine game. But, again, I could be wrong for sure, 100%. I don't, think Here's he's had, I don't think he's had a terrible game like Sam Darnold's had a terrible game. Like, yeah, he only – I mean, he was 24 of 39, and – Brian, you, you love narratives, right? Yeah. Oh, there's a big there's a big story on Taylor Heineke's dad's love for the Green Bay Packers. Taylor Heineke's dad passed away. Let's uh, go out there and have a phenomenal game against the Green Bay Packers who your dad loved. 
When did Tyler Harris narrative. die? Tyler? Narrative, bro. When did, when did his death pass away? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I just read the article. <laughs> I didn't read the book. It does matter because I just read the headline. the Packers before. Okay, but uh, Taylor Heineke didn't have a terrible game against the Chiefs. He was 24 for 39. Like, that's not terrible. That's 61% rating. I mean, he did have the interception, but and only one touchdown. But still, I mean, it's that's not a Sam Darnold game. Oh, but Sam Darnold's different. This is DFS. We're not talking about Sam Darnold throwing interceptions. We're talking about Sam Darnold's upside, Sam Darnold passing, Sam Darnold weapons. I mean, I'll take DJ Moore, Chubba Hubbard out of the backfield. Um, even, you know, Tommy Tremble over Terry McLaurin, a hurt Antonio Gibson, um, and Adam Humphreys. So, and against the Giants defense, who's just complete ass. Here's my bold take of the week. I would play Justin Fields or Jared Goff before I'd play Heineke. Oh, I love Justin Fields this week. Absolutely love him. Yeah, I like Justin Fields a lot. We'll, we'll get to that later. At 6,900, I'm here to tell you guys you can take your chance on a team that ranks 20th versus quarterbacks. But I'm just saying, well, my, my whole thing is you cannot compare the two even at you know, they have, you just can't compare Darnold in because they're just okay. not in the same matchups, just not even close. Here's, here's the thing, guys. We all love each other. We're all in the same community. One of us is going to be right and two of us is going to be wrong at the end of the day. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was a great, great observation. You like that? <laughs> all right. But, uh, okay, so obviously we're going to disagree on that, and that's perfectly fine. We're going to have our own takes, our own likes. But, gentlemen, one thing that we can agree on, Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, you can play all three of them tomorrow or Sunday. Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah. My favorite play of the entire week is Devontae Adams. Um, I just don't see a way you can – I just don't see a way you can fade him, um, even at 9K. Um, Rodgers only throws the football to him. Washington is just complete – the worst team in the league against quarterbacks. Um, so I don't mind Rodgers at all. Um they're also second worst to wide receivers, and Devont- when Devontae Adams is getting about a fifty percent target share, um, he just—I mean—he had a little bad of a game against the Bengals, um, but that both teams did. Um, no, he had a great game against Bengals. Who they just play? Chicago. Chicago, yeah, at Chicago. Um, he owns Chicago them. Played really well. Devontae Adams yeah. owns or Aaron Rodgers owns them. I heard he does own them, but he still led the team in receiving with ninety-two yards. But he, everyone called it his worst game. You know, four receptions, 92 yards. That's his worst game. That's fucking 12 FanDuel points. Um, think. Maybe it's a little bit less, but still. Um, when people are saying that's his worst game, his upside is insane. Um, he's going to have a big week this week. I think Rodgers and Adams have a huge week. Um, the only thing that worries me is that Tyler Heineke can't do enough to stay, by, stay with them, so that limits their upside just a little bit. Um, yeah, but that helps Aaron Jones a lot. But I just can't get the just of playing eighty five hundred Aaron Jones when they've been trying to use um, AJ Dillon a little bit more. Right, um, we've seen his snaps go up to fifty percent, and Aaron Jones have gone down to fifty eight percent. So that scares me when you're playing eighty five hundred running back. Um, so I wouldn't play Aaron Jones only because of that. So that's just me personally. 
So I it's probably Devontae Adams or Bust for me. Or it's Devontae Adams for sure. He's my favorite play of the slate. But that's probably all I would play in cash. I just don't see a way Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to, you know, have the same upside as some of these other guys around this price tag just because I don't think Washington can do enough to stay in it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And uh, I disagree with last week being uh, Adams' worst game. That's That was the third worst game of the year so far. First week all, is worst game. Yeah, Point New Orleans. People all over, fans over Twitter, you know, they're saying, oh, Adams, of course, the one week I need him in fantasy as the worst game. You know, I just it's a lot of people on yeah. Twitter. They're all on drugs. Even even the best wide receivers in the league have down weeks. It's going to happen. I mean, they never never do it two weeks in a row. So, I agree. You can play Adams. I personally won't in GPPs just because he's going to be so high owned and he's so expensive. But uh, uh, Rogers Adams stack is fine for GPPs. I mean, I could see Adams going for over 100 yards and two touchdowns. Sure, absolutely. And uh, personally, I I don't mind playing Green Bay's defense either this week against this horrible team. Exactly. I just picked up uh, Green Bay's defensive fantasy because I had the Bills on by. So, yeah, I really like that take. You got anything else to add side on this rebating? No, I just can't wait to get to our three minds lineup so I can take um, Heineke. I am absolutely joking. Uh, but uh, uh, no joke here is our next game is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs going to the Tennessee Titans. Right now the um, – over and under is 57 and a half. I'm not shocked by that number. And Kansas City is favored by four and a half. I am a little shocked about that, considering Tennessee just beat Buffalo at home. But obviously, I, I guess they still find Kansas City the favorite in most games. Um, even though this is my team, I want to hear your guys' take on the Kansas City side. So we'll start with you, Dylan. I mean, Kansas City. Tennessee defense is a pass funnel defense. Uh, play all the Tyreek, all the Travis Kelsey, all the Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I don't mind Williams. I don't love him at 6,700, but, I mean, I don't mind him. Tennessee, their defense has not been very good this season. It's getting better as time goes on, but it's still a very big pass funnel defense. I think they have – I think – all three of their cornerbacks that they use regularly are like out of all 150 or so cornerbacks that have played snaps so far this year, they rank all in the last 140, somewhere around there. So, I mean, I, I personally, I would load up on Tyreek. Oh, I love Tyreek this week. I played him last week over Kelsey, and that didn't really go well. So, I like him this week. Yeah, I, I mean... Patrick Mahomes is probably going to come in as the highest owned quarterback this week. That and for good reason. Huh? That surprises me. You think so? Yeah, just because, you know, I don't know. I don't want to pay 9K for him, you know, when there's, you know, really good value quarterback this week. It could not have five touchdowns this week. This Tennessee team will put up points. 
And Kansas City obviously can put up points. And Tennessee's defense is trash. So he can literally throw five touchdowns this week. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I could see him having just a monster game. And I probably won't play him in GPPs because I do think he'll be the highest-end quarterback, and I also like the uh, value. But I, I can't fault anybody for playing him. I, I think yeah. this game's somewhat close because Kansas City defense is barely a defense. But uh, You must not watch your last game. I think that's more on Heineken's star defense. They should have done a star quarterback. <laughs> I do think they are improving a small amount. They seem uh, they to be making good, changes. They made a good adjustment uh, with Juan Thornhill, uh, replacing him with the slow Daniel uh, Sorensen. But this week they do have Anthony Hitchens out, which is their captain on defense, uh, and their linebackers already uh, stuck anyway. So, um, and this will probably be the only time I ever say it, um, they're not going to be able to stop the run. Like, Whatever Derrick Henry's price is, pay it. Because that's their that's their main linebacker, and he's out. So, and I mean Derrick Henry, much earlier than we all expected, has just been absolutely dominating. Well, it is it is it is getting into late October late October now. So this is around the time he does start heating up. So maybe he maybe he's just now heating up, and he's going to go for like two hundred and fifty yards. Because I mean, you he can't play that against his Kansas. On, on FanDuel, you just cannot play Derrick Henry at 11K though. Like, I'm sorry, but there's just not that much upside at 11K. I mean, we've seen him. Yeah, you know, last week had three touchdowns and uh, um, go off. That's only 34. He only had 34 FanDuel points and at 11K. That's just a big price to pay on when there's a lot of good payups this week. So. I don't know if you can pay up for a Derrick Henry this week. I just think 11K is way, way too much, you know. Um, when he had three touchdowns last week and only had 34 FanDuel points, that's not that much for an 11K player. Hey, Ryan, how many points did you need out of John Tamari? Oh, yeah, it, he sold. I needed 16, and he literally got one less. So, um, I thought it was close. Yeah, it's all right. It's always one leg that fucks me, you know. So For those yeah, that no. don't know, we do an NBA podcast as well. <laughs> uh, we do NBA lineups. Ryan just uh, announced via the Discord that he cashed yet again on the uh, cash side. So it's great. Uh, oh, yeah. It's always, great. It's, always, it's always a better podcast when you win. That was an No matter which podcast. Oh, what? oh that was MLB? But uh, NBA well, we is MLB great. too. NBA is looking great, except Don Mitchell can still, yes, have like 50 turnovers in this next three quarters. So can't call a W yet when Donovan Mitchell could still turn the ball over. Ladies and gentlemen, there's going to be one fuck up per podcast, maybe multiple, and that was one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Ryan, did you give your take on the Kansas City side? Yeah, I I like Tyreek. Not a bad play. It's just I hate. Oh, there's a, as I said that, there's a Don and Mitchell turnover, so, you know, we're not out of the blue yet. Um, but, um, yeah, Tyreek, I just hate deciding between Tyreek or Travis. It seems like whenever I do, the other one goes off. Um, so it's annoying, you know, to pick and choose. Um, but I, I don't mind Daryl Williams this week either. Um, I just don't like how he got priced all the way up to 6700 
Um, he didn't really get much work as much work as I thought he would out of the passing game last week, which kind of scares me um, for his upside at that price because I don't think he gets those two one-yard rushing touchdowns again this week. Um, so I don't really like him at his price. I still think he's a fine play, but I just don't see much of a safe cash floor with Darrell Williams this week. I need to see more out of him in the passing game. Um, but, yeah, it's probably just Tyreek, Travis, Kelsey, and Patty uh, Mahomes for me. Yeah, and you guys can't look at the um, Tennessee on how well they've done against tight ends. I mean, they've literally – the best tight end they played was just last week, and that was Dawson Knox. Uh, they're ranked in the top five against tight ends. But they have literally played no tight ends. Like, the Cardinals didn't have a tight end. Seahawks didn't have a tight end. The Colts don't have a tight end. The Jets, the Jaguars, and then they just played the Bills last week. So, obviously, they're going to be ranked in the top five. Like, I mean, I can't even name you the people's tight ends on that team. Uh, Will Disley on the Seahawks. I mean, come on. Um, but, yeah, you could definitely – it's the usual suspects, right? Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill. Uh, you could play a little bit of Daryl Williams, although $6,700, I'm with you, Ryan. I'm really not loving that price tag, although he does catch the balls out of the backfield. Um, one guy you could definitely take a shot on because of the fact that his price – if you wanted to go Miko Hardman and um, GPPs, he's not a bad play. But the way Kansas City is going to be throwing the ball on Sunday, because I I feel like Tennessee is going to put up the points necessary because they're going to have to, right? Um, he got he did get five targets and then 12 targets the week before that. So I can see him getting seven, eight targets, and he can catch a lone bomb, you know, 60 yards down the field and get you a touchdown, and that would completely – help you out at his price. That's really all from the Kansas City side. So um, on the uh, flipping over to the Tennessee side, with we all know Kansas City's defense is not that great, obviously. And like I mentioned, their uh, captain is out, Anthony Hitchens. What do you guys like on the Tennessee side? We'll start with um, Ryan this time. Um, yeah, there's not much to like. Um, you can play some Ryan Tannehill. Um, you know, he's pretty, pretty cheap over on FanDuel, I think. Yeah, 76. It's not really cheap. I guess I'd rather play some other guys, but he's not in a bad matchup. But the thing I hate about him is they constantly run the ball at Derrick Henry and they won't stop. Um, but again, you can't play Derrick Henry on Fanduel at 11K. I'm sorry. Um, you know, you ha- you can play 8K, 7K running backs that can get you just as many points, um, and you say 4K, uh, especially on a slate where you have there's a bunch of good like pay up wide receivers and decent 7 to 8K running backs. There's just no need to play. Uh, Derrick Henry on this slate. Um, I just don't see much upside with an 11K player um, at all, no matter who it is. Um, but probably, that's, I don't like really anyone from this team just because of how much they run the ball with Derrick Henry. I I disagree with Henry. I mean, he's done perfectly fine the last two weeks for uh, the 11K price tag at Last week against Buffalo, 34 Fanduel points. I'm perfectly fine paying 11k for that, especially with all the value at wide receiver this week. I do not mind really? it at all. Especially no matter with how many good 7k, 8k running backs are that can get just as many Fanduel points. I, I have an 8k running back in Henry right now in my lineup. I just sent it to you guys, and I think it's legitimately a fantastic lineup. Yeah, but you're gonna fade a Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, those type of guys. 100% for GPPs, yeah. Because there's um, a ton of guys uh, two, two of that are cheap. 
Oh, two two of your receivers, Dylan. I absolutely love, especially with uh, one of the receivers being out this week, which we'll get into that game, obviously. And I, you already know who I'm talking about when I said the dude's yep. out. So I absolutely love him. Um, yeah, I I do actually like your lineup, but um, I don't know. I, I'm not really sold on the quarterback, but uh, we'll talk about that. But you know, I, the I last think time Kansas City and Tennessee play was AFC Championship. Derrick Henry ran 19 times for only 69 yards. And I Steve think Kansas defense is worse this year than it was then. Uh, they, they, what's crazy, though, Dylan, is they had the same guys. They had Chris Jones, they, didn't what, they? Well, what they've been doing, what they did with Chris Jones before last game is they was trying, they was trying him out of defensive end. They're moving him back. To, they moved him back to defensive tackle against Washington. They was experimenting with Chris Jones, and Chris Jones missed two games too. I don't know. For for me, I mean, I I don't see Frank Clark. I don't see them game giving Henry less. Than, I don't see them giving Henry less than twenty touches, and oh, we've seen him not. go up to thirty five touches this year. Uh, I mean, the, he's had one bad game. That was the first week. Since then, he's gotten at least. 20 touches, 23 touches every game. It, it's honestly, Dylan, it's really Derrick Henry or bust for me. The receiver, like A.J. Brown finally had a decent game last game, but he's already questionable already. Julio Jones is expected back this week, but, I mean, he no, got AJ Brown's last game. Huh? A.J. Brown's not questionable. Oh, I thought he said he was questionable the other day with, like, that illness or whatever again. He was still no, fighting he, that. I, he had it full practice today. He's fine. Well, A.J. Brown did have a really good game, but at 7K, I still need to see more out of him. Um, and then Julio, I don't trust for anything. So, like, I wouldn't go Julio at all. Yeah, I know. Julio's battling a hamstring injury, and, I mean, uh, if you have to run and you have a hamstring injury, that's just not a good combination. Right. So, I mean, on this team, it's definitely Henry or Bust for me, and I, I think the fact that their only good wide receiver that is healthy is A.J. Brown, I think they just continue to rely on Henry and give him the ball as much as they can. I'm with you on that. Ryan, you uh, on the same page, or just you're still? I'm still Derek Henry or Bust. <laughs> I don't like going right. Tennessee, even how bad Kansas City's defense is. It's just their play style is just so shit. All right. Well, let's we'll uh, we'll jump into this next game. I'm but sure like, we'll have a few. Like minutes. Oh, said, go ahead. Though, real quick, uh, um, I do think that you know they're not gonna be able to run the ball as much. I think you know even though it's a closer game with Buffalo, um, that game was at home, and this game is at home too. But it's not at night. Home crowds are way different at night. It's not even close to uh. You know, just like a 1 p.m. game on a Sunday. Um, so, um, it's a lot colder at night, too. So, I think, you know, I don't think Derrick Henry is going to the same volume he got last week, especially in a better matchup. I just think they're going to have to pass a lot more this week than they had to. So, that should be I mean, If that is what you think, then you should be high on A.J. Brown, in my opinion. I'm not high on A.J. Brown because I know how much they run the ball. But I think they pass more, but still not a high usage where you can play a 7K A.J. Brown. 
you know, I still think Derrick Henry gets a lot of run, just not as much as he's been getting. Um, but I still don't think that's enough to play a 7K A.J. Brown when there's much better wide receiver plays. Much better. Yeah, there's a couple of guys right below A.J. Brown that I really liked. Right. And, I, and I've seen your lineup. I would rather those plays than A.J. Brown, for sure. But um, let's get into uh, two of my favorite value quarterbacks uh, this week, and I know you probably guys are going to rip me when I talk about them, but it's the Atlanta Falcons versus the Miami Dolphins. Um, right now it's 47 and a half over and under with uh, Atlanta's actually favored in this game by two and a half. Um, we'll start with uh, Dylan. What do you like about Atlanta? I mean, Matt Ryan seems to finally be playing like Matt Ryan. There's that. Past couple really weeks, throwing the ball 40-something times, and he, he's throwing touchdowns. I mean, the past couple of games, he's looked pretty good. I really, really like Kyle Pitts this week. He seems to finally be coming into his own. He does get Calvin Ridley back, and that takes some away from him, but at 6,100, I don't think Russell takes as much away from him. I think uh, I, I think he still gets around eight, seven or eight targets. For sure, but I mean, you know, Russell hasn't played since week two, so you got to take that with a grain of salt that you're, they're also getting him back in the offense for the first time in like five weeks. Yeah. I, I mean, I really, really like Kyle Pitts, and I, I like Ridley too. I, I don't mind taking shots at a 7,300 Ridley at all. And I mean, you you have to look at Patterson. I don't like the fact that you have to look at Patterson, but you have to. Uh, am I weird for saying this? I like Mike Davis this week. Yes, I think you are. I yeah, mean, actually, just looking at the, it, he's kind of cheap. Yeah, Miami also sucks against the run. He's been getting 13 carries a game, um, which isn't bad. That's what you know. a lot of players in this league are getting mixed in 18. Um, he's getting the red zone carries, which is nice. Um, and also, he's seen five targets. I mean, he's seen four targets week three, two in week four, but, you know. And then he saw five last week. He saw 11% of the target share, 12. He's seen 12% of the target share all season. Granted that, you know, um, Ridley was out of the game and Russell Gage has been out, but they're using him out of the backfield, too, and they're giving him about 15 to 20 touches a game. So I don't mind him at all at 6,300 and arguably his best matchup of the year. Um, I actually really like him just because of if I'm going to be paying up at wide receiver, I'm going to need some value at the running back position. But, um, yeah, I really like Mike Davis this week. And that might sound weird, but I think he has 15-plus FanDuel points this week. I can get behind that. I don't I don't mind it. Despite the fact that Patterson has been the, the blow-up fantasy player of the year so far, they, they've still given Davis consistent touches. So, I mean, it's not a bad take. Definitely not the worst one he's ever had on this podcast. I I just wish that Davis did more with his touches. Because a lot of weeks he gets those touches and then just kind of fizzles out. Yeah. And I would definitely play him over any Miami running backs. Miami is so confusing. I don't know what they're trying to do. Um, I love Tua, though. Um, I'm... 
And I would love, I really want this trade to go through. I don't know, if, you know, people, if you live under a rock, um, there's a trade that's going to go through probably by the deadline. Um, they said it could get done by the end of this week, and people are freaking out that the, there's been no news on it today. Um, but everyone said, you know, if it doesn't get done this week, they'll most likely get done by the November 2nd trade deadline. Um, and, you know, MLB, NBA, NFL trades really all come together in the last day. So they probably are going to, you know, just keep talking back and forth, tinkering with it. And I think this trade does become official by November 2nd. I think it comes official on November 2nd. Um, I think Miami really wants Watson. Um, he's going to be able to play for them, I think. I don't think um, – I feel like if the NFL was going to um, do something about it, they would have put him on the exempt list already, like they did with Antonio Brown. When Antonio Brown didn't have a team. Um, I think he'll be able to play. I think Tua gets a fresh start with his boy Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, and he just gets great weapons in McLaurin, and uh, he just gets a fresh start that he insanely needs. He's a good quarterback. Um, people are still hating on him. He threw the ball fifth. He had a really good game last week. Um, actually, he didn't do anything wrong. I mean, I think, I think he had one turnover, but I really liked what I saw at Tua last week. Granted, it was against the uh, Jaguars' defense, but it was his first game back, and I like Tua coming into the year. I like the weapons he has. Um, and, you know, Atlanta's defense is absolute trash, so I don't mind taking shots on a guy like Tua um, in, like, GPPs or – even cash at 7,100, he's very cheap. You know, you're going to have some rushing upside from him. Um, we saw, you know, he had three rushes for 22 yards last week. Um, in a game that we th- that in Atlanta is always high scoring. And with the way Atlanta's playing now, I, I honestly am, and this is gross, and it very is, but I am considering Tua in cash to get some other guys. Just because we saw how many times they threw the, he came back from his injury and they don't care. Throw them all 50 times. We don't care. Not going to ease you in. You're just going to go out there and throw 50 times. The running backs suck. They're not going to be able to run the football. Um, so you're going to see a guy like Jalen Waddle, too. I, I think Tua is a great play at 7,100. Um, I love Tua this week. He's my second option in cash right now, and he could very well, well end up in my build. And that's ugly to say, but the usage he had last game in Atlanta's defense's ass, and as much as you guys both like the Atlanta offense, this game could be a shootout. Oh, yeah. I don't disagree. Real quick to add on to your uh, Deshaun Watson take. Uh, I remember at the beginning of the season, they said uh, that the NFL can't do anything with Deshaun because he's in a criminal investigation. So they can't investigate themselves because it would interfere with the criminal investigation. So they can't don't want to put him on the exempt list until the investigation's over and they can conduct their own. And there's no sign of that criminal investigation being over anytime soon. So he'll be able to play this year if he gets Yeah, Yeah, if they trade him, he's he willing to play him, he can. Yep, and people think that the reason he's not playing right now is because of that. But the reason he's not playing is because he specifically said he will not play another game for the Houston Texans. So, Which I don't blame anybody for saying that. <laughs> for sure. He's pulling a Ben Simmons, basically. But, pe- but this um, whole criminal investigation news just totally – goes right over that, but he's pulling a Benson it's basically with the Houston Texans. But now to add on to your uh, Miami takes, I like Tua. I really, really like Waddle again this week. I mean, against the Atlanta Especially defense. Especially if Williams and Parker are both out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's like a lot too this week if both of them are out at 6K. I mean, we saw him have an insane target share last week um, with Tua. We saw him go for 8 and 115. 
So I think he gets in the end zone. Tua liked him last year, too. Um, I think Mike Gusecki is a great play this week at 6K. Um, really, I think the tight ends this week, if you're paying down, you have to go Pitzer, Gusecki, one of the tight ends in this game. But I think you have to have a couple pieces of this game because just of how high scoring this game is going to be this week. Yeah, I agree. I, I You could legitimately stack this game, and I would not hate it. You got any final thoughts on this game, um, size? Yeah. Um, so my two value quarterbacks, when I was, uh, you know, hinting to this game, are from this team. Matt Ryan and Tua, you could definitely load them up. I would team. only do GPP for Tua because I still think he's not a strong thrower. Um, that's just my opinion. I know you guys are differently. Last game, though. I mean, you know, Hootie we thought, play. you know, coming off the injury, Hootie, it's Hootie Atlanta. It, there's, there's no Hootie. difference. It's Atlanta. Who do you play? Yeah, play Jets. It's the same. Okay, Atlanta's but that's enough, not better or play too, not because it's Atlanta. But you're you're saying that you still don't, you think he's a GPP only because he's not a strong. Yeah, I, but I, then wouldn't you said, him, I wouldn't play him in cash because he's not guaranteed. No, I wouldn't. I would. They, they have no. Right. What, they have, he's gonna have to throw the ball fifty times. Who's gonna run the ball for them? Who's I mean, gonna, Daniel Jones threw the ball fifty times last game. What would he do? It was the Rams defense. It's, it's different. I know, but the Rams defense ain't been that good. They've been great. I mean, their corners are talented. It doesn't matter how great they've been. They have the talent. We're definitely not going to agree about Tua. But if Tua was so good, you haven't been on Tua get rid of all him. year. So I, I, it doesn't matter how good he does. You're you're going to be a Tua hater. So um, not a Tua hater. His own team oh, doesn't want him. They do want him. But Deshaun Watson, I would take Deshaun Watson over fucking anyone. He's yeah, so baby, young. Tua, why, why would you give up picks and everything and Tua? I mean, I don't think they're going to be the one giving up picks. They're giving up two. I think they're going. I don't think they have to give up much because I think Washington sent um, Houston a pick. They're going to have to give up at least one first round pick. Oh, for sure, and I would give one so, first round pick in a heartbeat for Deshaun, just because they're like the same age, and Deshaun's a much better QB. Yes, Deshaun's. A top I think they'll get. I think they give up healthy. two first round picks and two. But you know. Anyway, this I week, mean, Deshaun went healthy as a top five fantasy quarterback. I would play Matt Ryan in cash before I play Tua. I wouldn't. Tua has rushing upside. Well, we'll definitely see. We'll definitely see this week. I I, I don't really like Tua as a thrower. I think Devontae Parker could be a stud somewhere else um, if somebody knew how to throw him the ball. But that that's just me. You know. I mean, Tua's uh, got his friend Waddle now. We saw how Burrow's been. Burrow, I mean, right. even before the, the injury last year, Burrow wasn't great. But now with Chase, he just looks a lot more confident. Um. I mean, the O-line hasn't been that great. It's been better than last year for sure, but still, he looks just more confident with Chase. I think Tua looked very confident last week. Um, the, all the trade rumors, he wants to show out. I, I think the narrative there, and you know I'm big on narratives, it's a big one, and you get a very big discount in a high-scoring game. I think Miami's defense is better than Atlanta's defense for sure, you know, corner secondary-wise, you know. So, um, and I like the weapons you can pair with. Um, to a better. Like, I would rather play Waddle than Ridley just because I, I hate playing Ridley at 7,300. He hasn't scored yet this year, so that scares me. But um, that's just my opinion. I don't mind Matt Ryan yet. Well, he has missed the last two games, like when Atlanta started actually doing offensive things. Because, like, when we was watching him at the beginning of the season, we all agreed that we didn't know what the hell Atlanta was doing with their offense. Without Calvin Ridley, they found Kyle Pitts, which they hadn't thrown the ball to Kyle Pitts at all. So 
finally that they threw to Kyle Pitts, that's where their offense is, you know. But again, yeah, again, I love I love Kyle, I love Kyle Pitts. I love Kyle Pitts. I love Kyle Rizzo. Against the Jets uh, defense, this week. they can't really uh, that much. But yeah, I love Tua this week. Um, and the only reason I'm saying this again is because you know, coming off an injury, you're going to be like, oh, I don't know, you know, Tua. He doesn't really. They're going to ease him in off his injury. The dude threw 50 times last week, so um, I don't know. Um, I like him. Threw the ball for 400 yards. I think he's high scoring again. Um, uh, and he has yeah. an upside. I'm still not impressed with a 23 to 20 loss to the Jaguars. We ain't won a game in like 20 attempts. So that's just me. He did well, have a good fucking game. Titans lost to the Jets and beat the Bills. So everything, everything happened. Miami's going to be fighting yeah. for. Uh, I don't know why they're trying to trade for Deshaun Watson so late when they're already one and five. Because they just want to, and they don't, they don't need to worry about the season with Watson. He's not like it's like he's on a one year deal. Yes. They just want to get him, but before anyone else can bid on him. So, I mean, I like I like two of this week just because of the price, and I do like Matt Ryan um, for the price. Um, I do like uh, Dylan's uh, Jalen Waddle, like definitely Jalen Waddle. The only thing I hate about Jalen Waddle is like. He had 10 catches for 70 yards. Like, he doesn't, you know, he's not a big after-the-catch kind of guy um, or, like, a stretch-the-field kind of guy. He, I mean, but he'll get you the targets for sure, him and Gusecki. Like, I like Gusecki this week, too. Um, but, I mean, the two touchdowns, I don't think we can count on that. Two touchdowns, right? I mean, he might be able to do it against Atlanta, but you can't count on it every week. But you could definitely count on his targets because he is to his favorite. And he is the most – he, he is to his favorite, but he's like the only one. I'm sorry. And not only is he to his favorite, but I mean he's like the only guy there. Parker's well, oh, yeah. Secchi. Yeah, there's two reliable guys that haven't been hurt. You still got Fuller on IR. Parker's questionable with a shoulder and hamstring injury. Preston Williams is questionable with a groin injury. I mean. It's very likely that neither of those guys play, and it's just Gasecki and Waddle again. Yeah, and I, I love I love Waddle. I think he's the most talented. Even though even though I think the like you guys know, I, I think Devontae Parker is a very talented kid. I think Jalen Waddle can it far exceed his talent. Absolutely, Jalen Waddle's a really good talent. Getting wasted by Tua. <laughs> but I'm sorry. But I do I do like two of this week though. Any final thoughts except for um, you guys love Tua? No. Actually, I think Tua will be my quarterback in my core on DK because his price of fifty five hundred on DK is fantastic. See that and and everybody, if you're listening to the podcast, Dylan's like the go to on DraftKings. He plays way more than I do. I don't know. Do you play over there, Ryan? No, I just hate I hate that site with a passion. Yeah, if you guys have any DK <laughs> questions, Dylan, I'm I'm playing. I got a free ticket over there, and I'm playing Dylan's core over there this week. Like I, so if he has two in the lineup, I'm playing two. Well, I'm gonna have two in my lineup. So I'm gonna play two in Daniel too. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's move to a game we might be able to agree on here. How about that? We're going to go to the New York Jets uh, facing off against the New England Patriots. Right now it's 42 and a half, and the Patriots are favored by seven. 
Uh, Ryan, we'll start with you this time. Uh, what, uh, what do you like about the Jets? Yeah, there's just not much to like. This Patriots defense is really solid. Um, I mean, I guess I don't mind Corey Davis, but we saw what happened last time the Jets played um, um, Patriots. I just don't think you can target anyone on this team. Just with how good the Patriots defense has been, Corey Davis is going to be getting J.C. Jackson defense. Um, and I just don't think Zach Wilson's a good game. I think the Patriots defense is the best defense, but of course that's why they're, uh, you know, 5K, so, or basically 5K, so. I don't know. I don't like anyone from this team. Uh, we saw Michael Carter become the guy, which I predicted last time. Um, almost took down that London game on FanDuel, so I'm happy. But I just there's not much to like on this team at all. It's probably just Corey Davis or Bust. But I don't even like Corey Davis this week, with just because of the matchup. So yeah, I, I agree. If you want to take a shot on Corey Davis, that's fine. But uh, there, there's other guys right above and right below that price that I like a lot more. Even at the same price, the guy we saw about Jalen Waddle, so. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's honestly wild that Jalen Waddle did start the same price. Yeah. I mean, Corey's been good. Just This is a very tough matchup for him. Yeah. I'm with you guys. Uh, they, uh, Patriots, uh, Patriots defense was like, I think they was the top play on FanDuel the last time these two teams played. I think they got like 19 FanDuel points or something. Absolutely. On the other side of the ball, Dylan, what do you like on, uh, for New England? I mean, I agree. Their defense is fine if you want to pay up for defenses. Uh, I still don't really like anything that much. I I don't mind taking shots at Jacoby Myers, but he he's not been very good recently. He hasn't been overly consistent. Uh, same with Aguilar. Aguilar hasn't been very good, and Kendrick Bourne was actually the guy last week that uh got the one touchdown. I don't. I'm not too high on any of them. If I were to play anybody, I think it would be just be Damian Harris or bust for me. Yeah, I love Damian Harris this week. Um, I guess I would say love. I like Damian Harris this week. Jets are the worst against running backs. We saw Damian Harris go absolutely bonkers last week. Um, against Dallas, you know, 18 rushing attempts for 101 yards. You know, really say bonkers, but they used him a shit ton last game, even in a close game. So, um, you know. Um, I think they go to him a lot this game, too, um, just because, you know, Jets, I mean, they have a, you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> They're just terrible against the run. So I think you can take shots on Damian Harris. But like I said, at 6,800, you're going to need that touchdown and about 100 yards. Um, he doesn't do anything in the passing game, which is scary. So I would rather take shots on um Damian Williams, or not Damian, Daryl Williams, just because, you know, he at least gets some targets and works in the passing game. So, that's just me personally, but I love Damian Harris's matchup this week. I just need to see him, you know, do more. Yeah, I'm with you. I um, I'm, I, I like Damian Harris. Uh, I think there was something on um, ESPN or 
Twitter or something where Bill Belichick praises Damian Harris like he's in love with him. Like, which you couldn't tell because, I mean, if one fumble, that dude comes out. Or, I mean, that's with any player with Belichick. But Damon Harris has a great matchup this week. Um, he's on my season-long fantasy team. I watch some of the games. He comes out injured or hobbling like three or four times a game, but he always stays in there. He's a warrior. Uh, but I'm I'm at that point where it's 6,800, and he's only – he's a one-dimensional player. He doesn't catch the balls out of backfield. Um and then he's also got the uh, young kid that's coming in, taking some of his carries, Stevenson. So I don't know if I would play him at his price, but I do like his matchup. Any other thoughts on this game? Uh, I'm right. probably going to stay away from yeah. this game personally. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would, but I would, you know. Obviously, it's just Damian Williams, or not Williams, wow. Ryan said Damian Williams, and I just said it. Damian Harris. But, all right, at least we can all agree with that. And this is uh, probably Ryan's favorite game. Is this for real? The Detroit Lions and the L.A. Rams. The over and under is 15 and a half, and the Rams are favored by 16 and a half. Is that real? Wow. Uh, well, I mean, that's what it says on BetMGM. 16 and a half points. That's a lot of points in the NFL. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, uh, Detroit is Ryan's team. Um, you liking anything over there? Yeah, I like Detroit this week for GVPs, for sure. Um, Dan Campbell just called out Jared Goff this week. You know Jared Goff wants already, the narrative was already there, wanting to put a show against Sean McVay, even though they're 0-6. You always want to do good against your former team, the team that kicked you out, the place, the fans that didn't want you anymore. So there's always a narrative there. They added another narrative onto this. We saw Jared Goff. He was really solid and fantasy-wise at the beginning of the season. Um, so you know the potential's there already. Um, and we saw it. Dan Campbell said Jared Goff needs to step the fuck up. He, Dan Campbell's a very electric guy. Um, gets the guy. Gets people going. Um, so I love Jared Goff this week for GPPs. I think he has a very solid week. They're going to have to throw, obviously. Um, this is going to be a high-scoring game. I think you can bet the over. Even if the Lions don't score much, the Rams are still going to put up a shit ton of points. So um, I, I like Jared Goff this week for GPPs for sure. Um, there's two narratives, so that's always good to add on a double narrative there. I think he scores over 20 FanDuel points this week. You know, that says a lot, but... Um, I think he steps up this week. You know, you got DeAndre Swift. Um, this is gonna be the game where Jared Goff really tries his hardest, more than he has all season. He he wants this game. He wants it bad. He wants to sh- shove it in Sean McVay's face. He wants to win this game not only for the Lions but to show that he can you know win with less. So, um, I don't mind guys like T.J. Hawkinson at six two hundred. He was getting all the targets again last week, going back to being Goff's favorite guy. Um, so yeah, I like Hawkins, I like Goff, I like Swift. I don't mind Amonra. He's getting the targets. Just need to see a little more yardage from him. But yeah, I don't mind this Lions team just because of, you know, the double narrative. I think this game's going to be high scoring. Um, and Jared Goff, you know, he used to play for Sean McVay in the LA Rams, so. And their, um, their, you know, exit was not very smooth and so. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Uh, it's, it, I think it's closer than 16 and a half, in all honesty. I think this will probably be Goff's best game of the season. Not saying it's a great game, but it, it could be at least a very decent game for Goff just to show up against his old team. But uh, my favorite play on this game is Henderson because I do think the Rams are up most of the game, if not all of the game. And Henderson's workload is great. And this Detroit team doesn't do a very good job stopping the run anyway. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I think Daryl Henderson's my favorite play on the slate. We'll take and he'll probably come in high owned, but uh, I'll I'll eat the chalk on that play. Absolutely, absolutely love that take. How about you, size? Um, I think so. With NFL, you know, they can scheme you better than like NBA. So like. You know, if you guys listen to NBA podcast, me and Ryan love Lonzo Bell revenge narrative. NFL, they can scheme you better, especially if you're a quarterback. The Rams know Jared Goff. Like, I agree Jared Goff's going to want to do good, and I can see him doing good because they're going to be down a lot, and he's going to have to pass the ball. But there's also the other side where the Rams know Jared Goff and know how he plays, know what his weakness is. So, I mean, that's the same defense that's been there when he was there. So he could have a really bad game as well. You know, I mean, I think that plays a big part. Like, you know, NBA is not – NBA and those other are not the same as football as far as scheming a quarterback. So I think the Rams actually hold him in check. I think – Ryan, I honestly think 16 and a half points, that's so disrespectful. And that's not even the – that's not even the highest one on the slate. Which is crazy. That's really disrespectful. I think I do. I do like Swift. I always love Swift. Like I, I think your two running backs are probably, you know, top five in the one-two running back category. You know, you got Zeke, Pollard, um, Chubb, Hunt. Like Swift and uh, Williams. I love them every single week. I do like T.J. Hawkinson, but um, I don't think I would play T.J. Hawkinson because I do like Kyle Pitts more, and he's cheaper. Right? He's like sixty-one hundred. I think he's a hundred dollars cheaper. And then I do like Amon Ross and Brown just because of the targets are there. But I think I think the Rams scheme him a little better and I don't think Jared Goff has a like a huge game or anything. I don't think it's nothing appealing. But I I, I, I do I like I, I know I'm talking negative about your team and I feel really bad. Like I like the I, care. I want I want us to lose. I want them to run big, so I don't want to lose. I win, mean you're but... definitely they're definitely losing. That's for sure. For sure. For sure. Like I think I think Matt Stafford is the one that's going to come in and kill it. Like, he's the one that has the weapons. And, you know, I'm, it wasn't a bad breakup between them. But, you know, exactly. like, it's just like it's just like if you was dating somebody and then you saw her out in the streets or if you knew you was going to a party and you seen her, you know you want it to look you want to look good. Like, look what you're missing out on. I think Stafford comes with that approach. Yeah, but it wasn't really a breakup. It's not really – you can't go that way, you know, see what you're missing out on. It's like, that's basically saying the girl broke up with him, and it wasn't bad. But Stafford broke up with the Lions. Stafford's the one that went in and requested the trade. Um, and, yeah, it wasn't a bad breakup, but, you know, you can't really use that term, see what you're missing, when uh, 
he's the one who ended it, you know. Um, right. So that's the difference there. Um, but you could see a thing, you know, like um, Tom Brady, you know. It was raining and stuff there. It wasn't. It doesn't. And I know, but they ran the ball. And, that, and that's, the, that's the perfect thing, though. So Bill Belichick knows Tom Brady, and Tom Brady didn't do shit. That's all I'm trying to say. NFL, NFL scheming is a little different than, like, our take on Lonzo Ball. No, for sure, but Brady didn't play bad at all. But, you know, they can't – the Patriots could not stop the run, and they ran the ball. The Lions could not stop the run. So I don't think Stafford does as good as everyone says he's going to do because I think Daryl Henderson, like Dylan said, is going to have a huge game because they he knows the Lions can't stop the run. Oh, um, I, know. I love Daryl Henderson. Love, um, love I actually him. don't like Cooper Cup as much as I did. You know, with Henderson, I'd rather play Robert Woods. Um, but you're so, not going to be able to play Devontae Adams and Cooper Cup in the same lineup. So I'd prefer Devontae Adams over Cooper Cup. For sure. I mean, I can make it work you know? with Tua, for sure. But, um, yeah, I, he most likely won't be in the lineup. I love Henderson, and so I'll probably end up playing Henderson because I love him a lot. I think they constantly run the ball, um, even though, you know, people are saying, oh, Stafford's going to go out. And shut up his old team. Stafford doesn't care about narratives. He's not that guy. He's a classy guy. They'll run the ball. They know that's Detroit's weakness. They'll run the football. I mean, obviously, I agree with Henderson being my favorite player of the slate. But I will also say you should play at least one lineup that you stack up Woods oh, and Stafford. Sure. Oh, you could do the three man team. stack. You could do the three man stack with them: Stafford, Henderson, and Cup, if you really wanted to. Because I, I think I, all of them can, I think all of them can exceed value. I think because Woods, Stafford and Cup can get it early. Right. Well, Stafford and Cup can get it early, and then you know, third, fourth quarter when they're up by how many ever they're up, Daryl Henderson just finishes them all. Yeah, but I really like AJ Parker. He's been solid. Um, he held Jamar Chase pretty much in check until that one fifty, like eight yard catch that basically had more than half of his yards. Um, he's a really good corner. He actually graded second highest corner, um, the last couple of weeks. So. Mm-hmm. You know, Cooper Cup, he's not really that go-up-and-get-it guy. So, you know, when he plays man, I, and it doesn't make me like him as much at 8,800. I do think he has, like, a fine game, um, but not what you're looking for, 8,800. I'd rather really play Robert Woods 100% more than Cooper Cup. Um, I think he does better value-wise. I, like I said, I still think Cooper Cup has a game. He can score, have, like, 60 yards. That's not what you're looking for from the 8,800 wide receiver. So, um I'd much rather play Robert Woods than him. I think Robert Woods is better. Um, but, yeah, Daryl Henderson most likely will be in my lineup. Any other thoughts on this one, Dylan? Uh, no. Play at least one lineup with Stafford, Cup, and Woods. I don't think you have to run it back with anybody, but if you did, it's either Swift or Hawkinson. One thing I do want to point out with DeAndre Swift, though, um, real quick, is that his snaps have been going up a shit ton. The last couple of weeks, he's playing 70 to Jamal Williams, 30%, and he used to be even. So Swift is the guy now, basically. Um, so he's getting a lot of targets out of the backfield, too. So that's one thing to like, especially at his price, um, you know, with it only being uh, 7,100. I'd rather play him over a guy like Damian Harris or uh, – Damien or Daryl Williams. Yeah, I agree. I'd rather the passing really. upside. And he and he always ends up scoring garbage time, you know, like a two five yard touchdown when they're losing by a shit ton, so Yeah, I mean he's only had two games without a touchdown. I I don't mind Swift this week. 
All right. Well, let's go into uh, the last 405 game. We got a couple more games after this, but uh, it's the Eagles versus the uh, the Raiders. Right now, it's 49 over and under, and Vegas is favored by three. On the Philadelphia side, since um, Ryan started off last time, what do you like on the Philadelphia side, Dylan? Um, my by far favorite play on this game is going to be uh, Goddard this week. I don't mind Smith. I don't mind uh, Quez Watkins. But I think Goddard is going to show out with uh, no Zach Ertz. I especially like him on DraftKings. He's 4,400. But I don't mind him at 5,900 on uh, FanDuel. I I really want to play Miles Sanders at 5,900 too, but I I don't think we can trust how much he's going to get used. His touches have been horrible. Philly just obviously does not like to use him at all. Which is weird. Yeah, I mean, last week they barely used Gainwell. They threw the ball to him twice, yet Sanders still only ran the ball nine times. That's hard to do three times. Just... Uh, I think I think uh, I like targeting the run game against the Raiders, but you just can't play him. He had nine carries for fifty six yards too, which is I mean I don't know what that dude's doing. Like the coaching, it's not it's not him. Yeah, Sanders does good with the ball in his hands. So he just aren't putting it in his hands. And this, and to be honest, this might be the week. You can always take a flyer on a Miles Sanders who has uh, enormous upside because he does catch the ball out of the backfield as well. So, I mean, you can definitely do that. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's still on the Philly side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. I, I do want to point out. I love Jalen Hurts as a fantasy quarterback. He's a stud. Um, you know, he he didn't do as bad in the past for the last game as many people say he did. Um. And I'm going to point out why, and y'all are probably going to disagree with me because I know you guys all hate Jalen Hurts as a passer. Um, Excuse but, you. <laughs> I like Hurts. But, He's but not a good passer. He is a good passer. You know, He's not a good passer. Everyone has a bad passing. He doesn't good. have a goal admit, mitigate. He's a good. He's a great fantasy play. Great. No, I, I never question that. I, just, I said I agree, but I'm saying this is why he's a good passer. And I said I know you're going to disagree. But the reason I say that is because he has three receivers who are slot receivers in the NFL, really. He doesn't have a big guy. So he's got to be accurate 100% of the time to complete the pass um, with those guys. You know, Aaron Rodgers has Devon Adams. Tom Brady has a Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. All these top guys have, a, like, a go-get-it guy. You know, and Matt Stafford was the one who was in line. He said Kenny Galladay, TJ Hawkinson. Um, I mean, I guess they have Dallas Goddard, but they don't use Dallas Goddard like that. They use him for those little slant routes. But, um, they, so he, he still has a pretty decent completion percentage this season um, for what he, he's working with. I mean, Devontae Smith, you know, slot receiver. Jalen Rager, small. Quez Watkins, he's speedy and small. I mean, Quez Watkins can be a guy who can go up and get it, but not as, not, not really. So, um, I really like, Jalen Hurts is a passer. I think people disrespect him way too much. Um, he's their franchise quarterback 100%. They can win games with him. They just got to get an old line. You know, it's not easy to be a great passer when you're constantly getting pressure to shit ton, you know. Um, I think once they fix the old line 
and they actually get him a nice deep threat weapon. I like Devontae Smith, but they need to get rid of Jalen Rager. They need to go out and get a, you know, a type of guy that Alshon Jeffrey was for Carson Wentz. I think they can help him by give, releasing some of the pressure and letting Miles Sanders run the ball more. Miles Sanders is not a good runner. He just ran, he was six, he averaged 6.2 against Tampa Bay's defense. Miles At the Sanders, end of the game. Miles Sanders is an exceptional. He is exceptional, yes, but the O-line, you're right. They need to get an O-line before they can run the football because it's not easy to run the football when you're constantly getting, um, you know, hit right as you're getting the ball. Well, you're right. I, I, I like him as a runner, but they, need, they can't run the ball until they fix the O-line. They can't constantly have a good passing game until they fix the O-line. That's their biggest issue. Oh, I, 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 I can, I can get behind that, for sure. I just their don't like all the terrible. Hate outside of Jalen Kelsey, Hurt. their offensive line's terrible. Yeah, basically, all I'm trying to say is I don't like all the hate Jalen Hurts getting. He's playing very well for the talent he has around him and the offensive line. I mean, you he's twenty. He's twenty. He's twenty-six in completion. Dog. He's twenty-six in completion percentage, and he's like twenty-seventh on average throw. Fine. I don't think he's a good Again, pass. like I said, he's like I said, he's got to be 100% accurate when he throws the football because he doesn't have a guy that can go up and get the ball. So it's tougher, especially when you don't have an O-line, so you're having to scramble and throw off your back foot to hit a guy in stride perfectly every single time because you don't have a guy that can go up and catch a ball over a six-foot corner. That's tough especially when you don't have an O-line to help you, so you have to leave the pocket early every single time. Give Hurts an O-line, and you will see how he does. How If Tom Brady had Philadelphia's O-line, he would be shit. He would be retired by now. You know? So, I just I can't give up on Hurts. Like, I don't know why Philly fans, people on the NFL saying, oh, you know, he's good for fantasy, but you know, he's not going to be their franchise QB. You can't get, you can't say someone's going to be your franchise QB when you don't fix, fix the biggest issue to a quarterback, and that being an offensive line. Mm-hmm. He has zero time to throw the football in the pocket, so he's got to scramble. And it's very hard to throw a, a perfect, accurate pass to a guy like Jan Rager or Devonta Smith when you're throwing off your back foot. So that's basically all I'm saying. Enough with the Philly. Dylan, what do you what do you like about the other side? Not much, honestly. You can take shots at Waller if you want to. Uh, you can take shots at Carr if you want to. I wouldn't touch Henry Ruggs with a 10-foot pole this week. Uh, I don't mind Renfro. I'm not huge on him. Yeah, I, I think if I play anybody from this Raider side, it's uh, Waller or Bust, and I'm I'm really not that high on Waller at 6,800. He just hasn't yeah. been doing the uh, work we expected him to. Outside crazy of too. first week. Yeah, the first week he had 19 targets. Since then, he hasn't had more than eight. It's wild. I, I'm I'm with you on that. I, it's Waller or Bust, and for $700 less, I can get Pitt. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can go even further down and get Ertz. Or not Ertz, Goddard. Wow. Goddard. 
We haven't made it to Earth yet, but I like Earths too. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? You like anybody from Las Vegas? No. I don't mind Jake, Josh Jacobs. I guess. It looks like they used him over 70% of the snaps. Um, you know, 16 attempts last week. So I don't mind Josh Jacobs. He saw five targets. He saw five targets out of the backfield in week five and week four. Only one last week, but I don't mind him. Philly's not great against the run. We just saw Leonard Fournette run all over him. So I don't mind Josh Jacobs. Um, you know, at 6,900, he's not a bad play at all. Um, I'm actually considering it. Um, but yeah, I like Josh Jacobs a lot, actually. And that's pretty much it from this team for me personally. I don't uh, mind Jacob. So, I just don't like how much they're actually using Drake. They're giving him, Drake the better looks on the goal line. Yeah, I, I got I got but again, he's only seen ninety percent of the snaps and Jacobs was coming off, you know, he's kind of had that injury that kind of, you know, limited him in practice the last couple of weeks and I think he's fully healthy, so I like him. I think he scores a couple touchdowns this week, especially with how bad Philly is against the run. So I think he's got good upside with the usage he's seen. Um, I don't think they give Titanium Drake as much this week. So They didn't even give it to him much last week. They they just gave him the better looks. I think that was because it was against Denver's defense. Denver's got a really solid D-line, which they looked awful on Thursday Night Football, but they've been solid all year. Um against the run, so I think they did it to maybe, you know, um, confuse Denver, you know, with Kenny Drake and they didn't think, oh, it's going to be a pass. That's my only opinion, so because um, with, with how good their D-line is. I think, was Vaughn playing last game? Yeah. Yeah, and he didn't play yesterday, so that's a big difference. Um, so, you know, with how comp- different those D-lines are, I think they did it just to confuse Denver. Um, but with Philly, you're not going to need to do that. They're just dog shit. Fair enough. All right, so the uh, the next game on the slate is uh, going to be the Chicago Bears. Uh, they're traveling to Tampa Bay. Um, it's over and under is 47, and Tampa Bay is obviously favored in this one, um, actually by 12 points. Um, Dylan, tell me on um, Justin Fields. I, I mean, Tampa Bay's passing defense has been hot garbage. If uh, if Justin Fields and Allen Robinson are going to have their breakout game, I think this is going to be it. I, I think uh, at Fields' price, he doesn't have to do a whole lot to make you happy with playing him. And uh, we've seen him st- his passing attempts steadily go up the past few weeks. And against this Tampa Bay offense, I think they're going to have to pass a, a fair amount. I, I could definitely see uh, see him finally eclipsing that 20 Fandle point mark. Oh, I love Justin Fields this week. Um, one thing I do want to point out, um, people are like, oh, Khalil Herbert, oh, Damian Williams, oh, you know. Um, they're not going to be able to run the football at all. Just, it's, it's not going to be a thing against Tampa. You can't do it. Um, so they're going to have to throw the ball. And Fields, you know, without saying, he's been capped at 20. They let him throw close to 30 passes last game against Green Bay. They want to win with Fields. They, you know, they're not going to be able to run the ball this game at all. I mean, they will be able to run some. You know, I'm not going to say at all, like, oh, Kyler Herbert's going to have zero rushing yards. 
they'll be able to run, just not like they have been. Um, I think uh, Fields has more rushing yards than Herbert. Who? I think Fields has more rushing yards than Herbert. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. 100%. I agree with you 100% there. But um, they're not going to be able to run the ball like they have been. Um, Allen Robinson, love him this week at 5,800. He's cheaper than Darnell Mooney, and he's, you know, seen more air yardage from Fields. He's playing playing about the same amount of snaps. Um, you know, but, you know, they're playing, seeing the same amount of targets, but Allen Robinson is the better wide receiver overall. You know he is. Everyone knows it. Um, Fields trusted him a lot last game, too, so I like Allen Robinson a lot this week. Um, he's a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL with the quarterback, and uh, I think he'll be a top 10 with Fields. Just, you know, they got to start using Fields to his potential, so I like Allen Robinson. For sure. Yeah, I agree. And as of right now, they are my uh, GPP quarterback and one of my GPP wide receivers this week. Yeah, for GPP, Justin Fields makes a lot of sense, and so does Allen Robinson. Um, Allen Robinson has been one of the bigger disappointments of the year. I don't know how you guys feel, but at, at receiver, he's de- he's definitely up there uh, as one of the biggest disappointments. But uh, as you guys pointed out, um, if he was ever to go off, it would be this game. And at fifty eight hundred bucks, if you pair if you pair Fields and Allen Robinson together, that can get you a Cooper Cup and Tyreek Hill if you really wanted to, or Derrick Henry, however you want to do your lineup. Um, Justin Fields, to me, um, you know, I know we just talked about the other quarterback, uh, Jalen Hurts, but for so much cheaper, you know, I think Justin Fields, he does have better weapons than Hurts does. Besides, I, I love Devontae Smith. I, I love that guy. That guy is going to be a stud. But Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney has been proven. So I think he does have the weapons. And I, I do like Cole Komet as well. I wouldn't play him in fantasy or anything like that. But Justin Fields does have the rushing upside as well as far as DFS. And at 6,500, I mean, like Dylan said, you don't need much. Yeah, and – we we all know this Tampa Bay offense is going to score a lot of points, so it's very likely it plays from behind the whole game. For sure. Definitely. You can get those garbage time check downs or whatever. Um, Damian, uh, Damian Williams has not been ruled out yet. Um, we'll no, know he's going to – What? I think he's going to play. Yeah, so he hasn't been ruled out, uh, but he is expected to uh, possibly play. So Khalil Herbert might not even – I mean, they might split the carries, but I think Khalil Herbert probably gets more of the carries because you got to worry about – I think we talked about this on, on a, maybe an NBA podcast or an NFL podcast. I can't remember. They're all running into each other now. Uh, but when you come back from COVID, the one thing you got to worry about is um, uh, your conditioning because you haven't been doing anything, right? Was that Jalen Brown we was talking about? Yeah. Yeah. It's not even so much the conditioning that I worry about. It's breathing. If you are actually symptomatic with COVID, we've seen guys come back and have problems with breathing, like Jalen Brown. He has a inhaler on the bench now because he's having trouble breathing, which you could not tell his first game, but you could tell tonight. Right. So that's the one thing I worry about. With if, if I mean, I wouldn't play Damian Williams anyway. Tampa's run defense is one of the best, but um, um. I think we'll know Saturday if he is going to play. Uh, Saturday's the first day he's able to, if he's a- asymptomatic, according to what I'm reading here, because he's unvaccinated. Yeah, 
Yeah, you got to be like uh, free for 48 hours, and then you got to test negative for like twice in 24. It was something ridiculous like that, or something. I don't well, remember what it was. Him being Dallas Goddard had to go through it. Well, for him being oh. unvaccinated, it's uh, he has to have a mandatory 10 day period, which he remains away from the team if he's asymptomatic. Right. So Saturday's the first day he has the chance to come back, whether he's tested negative, whether he's uh, symptomatic or not. Right. Okay. Well, there you there go. go. Damien Williams. Oh. For COVID. Now, on the other side of the ball, uh, Tampa Bay is uh, obviously Gronk's out this week again. I think this is what his fourth game he's missed. Yeah. And then they also just um, – Announced Antonio Brown will miss as well. So with that being said, um, Ryan, what do you like on Tampa Bay side? Um, you know, that makes the guy who plays just like him a much better player. That's Chris Godwin. Um, you know, Gronk and Evans are the same guy. So when Gronk's out, Evans gets a boost. And when, you know, Antonio Brown's out or Chris Godwin's out, they, but they share, you know, they get the boost. So Chris Godwin gets a huge boost this week. Um, I love him this week. I think. He just needs to get in the end zone. That's been his biggest thing so far this year. He has not been able to get in the end zone. So, um, again, Chicago's been decent the last couple of weeks on defense. So, um, play with play at your will. There's some better, you know, wide receiver plays. There's a lot of good value, a lot of good payups. So, Chris Godwin's, you know, a nice play right there in the middle. So, I don't mind him. But, um, I mean, I really like him, but he probably won't end up in my lineup just because of how stacked wide receiver is this week. But, He's definitely the best option from this Tampa Bay offense, for sure. Yeah, I, I really like both guys. Uh, with Antonio Brown being out, he he's the past few weeks he has dominated the target share. Uh, so with him and Gronkowski being out, Godwin and Evans are both going to get a ton of targets. And... Uh, Personally, I think Godwin is the better option, too. He's a little bit cheaper, and uh, he's more of that deep threat, in my opinion. He'll get less red zone looks, but he could get in the red zone, or in the end zone on a long pass. Absolutely. And uh, right, think, now, Godwin, think, right now, Godwin is the on this. Did you guys see um, Antonio Brown's snap percentage? And then, like, oh, I'm sorry. Did you see his uh, Antonio Brown snap percentage versus his targets? Like, how do you play only like 49% and get 13 targets? Because he's Brady's favorite target. That's why he came to Tampa Bay. (laughs) Wow. Like, that is is crazy. But we're all on the same page on Tampa Bay side. Do you guys uh, find Brady appealing at all? No. Not at his price. I think he's been at 8000 for a while now, ain't he? Yeah. He has. And, I mean, he, he's had some games where that's a good price for him, some games where that's a bad price for him. Yeah. I'm with I mean, you. Chicago's defense has gotten a lot better. For sure. There's just better plays. 100%. So, any final thoughts on this one? For me, it's Leonard Fournette and Chris Godwin are bust for me from this team. If if OJ Howard misses, which I don't think he does, Cameron Brate becomes a really nice play. Um, but that's pretty much it. Just because his price is like forty six hundred. But 
I agree. Fournette's been doing really good. He's finally just taking over the backfield. Yeah. Sucks for Rojo, but, I mean, he's doing fantastic. And I personally, I, I would play OJ unless uh, something drastic happened. Yeah, I saw he was questionable with an ankle injury, I think. OJ Howard. He he is, but he was a full participant in last practice, so I assume he plays. Oh, yeah. So let's go to the uh, most re, uh, most ridiculous uh, betting game, and this is going to be the Houston Texans versus the Arizona Cardinals. It's at 17-and-a-half, Arizona's favored by, with an over-and-under of 47-and-a-half. Ryan, what do you like about the – Houston Texans, if at all anything. Um, yeah. There's just not much to like with this Houston team. Um, you know, they're not very good. Um, as you know, they never should have been. Um, but one guy I don't mind is Davis Mills. He's looked very solid the last couple weeks in very tough matchups too. Um, you know, we saw him last week, I think who was it against? Um Colts. Yeah, a nice Colts defense and he looked pretty solid against it. I mean he you know he threw the ball, you know, yardage-wise. He didn't throw any touchdowns last week, so fantasy-wise, he looked great. But against New England's defense, he looked really solid, too. You know, throwing 300 yards, three touchdowns. Um, he's really good at, in, the, in a dome. And this is in a dome in Arizona, so, you know, he's looking decent. Um, I would not play him in anything, but, you know, he's probably becoming a guy that, you know, looks serviceable in the league. But... Yeah, you just can't play anyone on this team. You know, I mean, Brandon Cooks, you don't know. He had 13 targets last week. He's always a good play because he's the only guy there. But Nico Collins, I don't mind taking shots on him. You know, he is a Michigan guy. So take that with a grain of salt. But he saw six targets last week. He's only 5,100. Um, and he, I think he gets, I think he gets, if he plays, I think he gets none though this week. Um, so take that with salt, Michigan guy. But his usage is there. Snaps are there. So. Um, yeah. Is the injury that he's questionable before the same one he was out for? Um, I don't think so. But it says he was limited yesterday and today. So, I don't know. We'll see. It's not, I don't think it's the same. For me, I think it's uh, as it usually is with Houston Cooks or bust. Yeah, for sure. That's uh, definitely. We'll, we'll keep it easy. That's the same with me as well. Cooks or bust. Yeah. I, I you can take I a shot it. at Nico. Yeah. Yeah, if he plays, I don't. I don't mind it. Yeah. I, I really hate this Houston team a lot, though. The oh, week they played Buffalo, easy. I had them in a parlay. And I had just a ridiculous spread. It was just to add another leg. I had Houston plus like 30.5. Wow. And lost because Buffalo beat them by 33. That's hilarious. And it was the only leg that lost. That's hilarious. I hate those. I, I, oh, every parlay so, I do loses by one leg. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the like, most oh, ridiculous. Why, why, why don't I just not do that one? It's like it's the most obvious one that I put in. Like one, it was one of the first three, three that I put in. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, this Houston team is, is bad, bad. For sure. But, I mean, that leads to some decent plays on the other side. <laughs> yeah. I'm not playing any of them right now, but I, I don't mind any Arizona guys. No, I don't either. Um, one guy I do really like on this Arizona team is Chase Edmonds. Um, he was limited the last couple of games. Obviously, it looks like James Conner is the guy now. But you did see Chase Edmonds have a really nice run. He was limited going into the game all last week with that shoulder injury. Um, so they, they, they were winning pretty easily. So, you know, they let him chill out a little bit. They didn't, you know, they didn't need to rush him or play him. Um, they just let him, you know, heal. Uh, he has no injury designation this week. Fully practiced today. Um, I think you see that snap count go up way more. He gets more work out of the backfield. They're not going to be as careful with them with him as they were early in the season. Um, and only 6,200, he's got really good upside. Um, I think he goes back to his five to six targets a game. Also with the 10, 11 attempts, I think he gets in the end zone for the first time this year, this week. Um, he won't probably won't end up in my lineup just because there's better, safe, better and safer plays. But I do think he outscores James Conner this week. I think uh, you see him play more snaps again than he normally would. I mean, honestly, I don't mind taking shots on either of those running backs. It's such a high-volume offense that either of them can go off. Yeah. I can't believe Christian Kirk is 6,200. Oh, I know. That's nasty, ain't it? Yeah. I'm I'm uh, I'm staying away from Arizona. I just think it's going to be an absolute blowout. I mean, that doesn't you, In my opinion, the NBA and the NFL are so totally different when it comes to blowouts, especially Arizona. Dude, they don't care how much they're blowing you out. Yeah. I forgot about that. They really do not give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, they be up by 40 points and Kyler Murray's still going to run in that touchdown. Some, some teams care about that, which I hate because Andy Reid's one of those coaches. Like, if he'll go up by 20 or something, he'll, like, start running the ball a lot more, and it pisses me off. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I don't mind taking shots on anybody from this Arizona team because in a blowout, they're all going to get their volume. They're all going to get their points. Uh, it's hard to say if anybody has a ceiling game, but, I mean, D-Hop last week, had four targets and 19 FanDuel points. Sure. They're just, they, they have a ridiculously good offense, in my opinion, and all the guys are worth taking a shot at in GPPs. Yeah. Anything else from this game? Any other thoughts? Uh, I really liked Ertz this week. I think, uh, I think Ertz gets in the end zone at 5,300, and I don't mind him at all. You think he knows enough of the playbook? Uh, I think they throw him in the deep end. Uh, he's one of he's a veteran, so I'm not really too concerned yeah. with that because of his veteran presence. And I, I think he's an all-around good guy, too, to be honest with you. So not only that, that but they run play, – That doesn't um, play a factor in uh, DFS, but. I think they run a little bit more of a high-octane version of Philly's offense, too. They have similar-style quarterbacks. I think uh, I think he's going to mesh with this team very well and very quickly. 
Oh, dude, it, it's the perfect fitting. Like, what more does – Kyler Murray doesn't need anything else. Like, I mean, it was already a potent offense. Now you add Ertz to it? Jesus. Yeah. And he's definitely a huge upgrade from Max Williams. Oh, for sure. It's not even close. Time for a uh, three minds lineup, fellas? Yeah. yeah. All right, let's do it. Um, I – Honestly, do not remember who went first last time. You did. You guys want to volunteer? I did? Yep, yep, I remember. Yep, you did. Uh, you guys just told me to pick uh, my boy, Heineke. It's okay. Whichever one you want to go. Whichever one of you two want to go, it's okay. You can go first. I, I think since I know that I'm playing Tua on DK and you're likely playing Tua on FanDuel, I think we go the opposite direction and play Matt Ryan. I absolutely love Matt Ryan this week. Um, I'm going to be the fun guy and not correlate him right now. I'll let you guys do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to play a guy that I really like, and I probably won't end up playing him this week, even though I really want to, is uh, Chubba Hubbard. like it. I like it a lot. Chubba. Chubba. Chuba Hubbard. Yeah, I know. I saw that thing. I'm like, dude, Chuba Hubbard sounds way better. Like, you should just legally change your name. You don't even have to change it. You just have to say, oh, this is how it's pronounced. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had that big thing about Kelsey and Kels. Um, let's go. We're... we're Getting totally different this, on this, right? Yeah. Fuck okay. it. Fuck okay. it. Um, like obviously Waddle, Robinson, they're all going to play. I'm trying to find us a value receiver here. Let's go Rashad Bateman. Because I don't know if he'll be in my lineup, but I do like him this week. I like it. I'm definitely not opposed to that. Gets us a little bit more savings, too. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and pick our defense, and I'm going to play one that I talked about, but I don't think I'll have any other exposure to. I'm going to go with Green Bay. Um, you guys all went that route. I'm just going to go with the guy that I don't think you paid this week in Devontae Adams. Love me some Devontae Adams. Remember, it's got to correlate Matt, Matt Ryan, so. Going out there. Oh, I'm pretty sure I know where we're going for that. Well, it's only one or two places, and I'll let Dylan um, choose that. It's either receiver or tight end, right? That's where you're going? Oh, yeah. All right, well, I'll pick a running back then. Let you do that. All right, so let's take a chance. We're going to take a flyer. Uh, he probably... I mean, we all love his matchup, but he might not be in our lineup. Let's go Damian Harris. 
as of right now, he is in my uh, DraftKings lineup. I really like his price on DraftKings. So he might be in my DraftKings lineup. Well, he's not in my core, but he is in my lineup. Well, that's all you got to say, Dylan. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to get uh different from where I was going to go. I already have exposure to Pitts, so I'm going to say to correlate Matt Ryan, we play Cordell Patterson in our last wide receiver yeah. spot. That is super different. Ugly. Um, yeah, I'm going to get super different to make a size go for a value tight end here. And I'm going to go a guy I really like, and he might not end up in my actual lineup, and that's Josh, uh, Josh Jacobs. I don't mind that. We have four running backs right now. Yeah, Actually, and this, land, no. this land's perfect. No. Wait, if it lands perfect, land then I'll perfect. go away. Okay. Oh, it really no, did. It really did. I like that. Oh, my God. You like that? I that do. Hurts. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as he gave me Josh Jacobs, I plugged him in there. It was like 5,300. I already knew Zach Ertz was 5,300. I'm like, oh, that's perfect. Yeah. This is a really sick lineup. Yeah, I like it. All right, and I'll I read it all. It'll be super so, different. Yeah, for sure. So what we got here is uh, Matt Ryan, Damian Harris, Chubba Hubbard, um, Devontae Adams, Rashad Bateman, Cordell Patterson, Zach Ertz, Josh Jacobs, and the Green Bay defense. And I've locked it in the mind, fellas. So um, what, we're, what we'll start doing, we'll just go over that lineup at the beginning and let you know what it hit and see where we got, see if we can make some money. And I believe Any you guys thoughts from you guys. Am I right, Ryan? Did you guys line up from last night cash? It did. It hit three fifty. Oh, it blew my lineup out of the water. You know, when you miss an NBA podcast, it's really strong. Second what is it? Davis, when you miss yeah. NBA podcast, man. We need we need you yeah. back. I, I missed having you. Literally, the only guys that missed, the only guy I had that missed value by a lot was MPJ today. What a bum. So, the Roto Sharks team cash in MLB, cash in um, NBA cash. Um, I don't know if uh, Geo's bonus lineup hit. Uh, all three of Let's go look at it. Well, let's today. go look at it. I need, how about you guys? Yeah, we'll end the podcast. But. All right. Well. <laughs> Dang, he's rude. Anyway, um, any final thoughts before we go? Just, you know, get different in GPP this week as always. And uh, don't be afraid of the – if you're playing cash, um, don't be afraid of ownership at all. Just play who, you know, you think's got a safe floor. I, would, I don't look at ownership. Don't let ownership get you off people. Don't let guys like, oh, there's a guy that's going to be – if you don't like, let's say you don't like Daryl Henderson. If you don't like him, don't play him because he's going to be chalk. If you don't like him, I I always play someone in my lineup that I like. Always, yeah. always, always. I like every player in my lineup. I'm not going to play someone because they're chalk. I'm not going to fade someone because they're chalk. If, it just depends on if I like the player or not. So I never look at ownership ever. That's just me personally. Because sometimes ownership does tend to persuade me. So by not looking at it, it just um, – I don't. Yeah, I, I agree with you. 
generally when I look at ownership, I do let it sway me, but that's also because I'm trying to find leverage plays for GPP. For sure. We'll leave you with this. Don't be a sheep. Be a lion. Don't let other people, like Ryan was saying, don't let them talk you into anything. Always go with your gut, and it'll always work out for you at the end. At least you know if you lost, it was your doing, not someone else's. Just uh, be different and uh, be a lion. Anyways, uh, we'll be back next week for uh, Week 8 podcast. Uh, Thank you guys, and you guys have a great night.